Hello, my photo mood friends. Welcome. Shandra Zoss is in Odyssey. Welcome to my current office. We are now officially living in our Airstream. And this is my office. If you ever want to hang out with me in my office, set up a call with me. So today I want to talk about food changes being hard. Welcome. Here is your hostess and coach, Chandra Zoss helping people make food and mood changes doable without missing out. Go ahead, high five that like button, subscribe and share while you're there. This is the one of the beliefs that I come across quite often and is kind of normal to experience and feel that food changes are hard because the normal way to go about food changes is diet and restriction and cutting back and all of these kind of like restrictive deprivational ways of thinking about food changes. And it's not how I approach food changes. The way that I approach food changes is by a totally different system that has to do with connecting to what it is that we truly want. I, when I coach and I teach people in my program, I talk about these two parts of our brain. There's the primal brain that I like to call the toddler and the parent part of our brain that I, that a lot of people call the prefrontal cortex. And their decision-making process is really different. And most of us, when it comes to food choices, we're choosing from that primal brain. We're choosing from the part of us that is geared for survival and only thinks about today. So our primal brain is geared towards pleasure, easy and away from pain. So most of us are like making choices about food to feel good right in the moment. So like the foods that taste the best, the foods that are the easiest, the foods that are the most comfortable to eat. So what I help my clients do is change their decision-making process. So instead of making food choices from this primal brain, instinctual, I want to feel good right now, to this other part of our brain that actually can make decisions on how I want to feel after the meal. I want to feel energized. I want to feel light. I want to feel productive. I want to feel present. I want to feel good tomorrow morning when I wake up instead of groggy and heavy and inflamed. And I want to invest in my health and I want to feel even better, which is my personal goal this decade. I just turned 40 and my, my goal this decade is to reverse my biological age. So I'm really into this long-term decision to how do I make little decisions every day using my prefrontal brain to really invest in my health. So this is one thing that really changes the experience of food changes being hard. When we're fighting our primal brain and trying to resist it and control it. Like if you try to control a toddler, what do they do? They throw tantrums, they scream, they resist, they, it's a big battle, right? So like, even with my actual toddler, I'm, I know that one of the best gifts I can give her for the rest of her life, and especially when she was really young as a baby, is give her really nutrient-dense foods, foods that really feed the good bacteria in her gut, her microbiome. So for me, what I, I always, I believe in choice. Our choices are really important to all of us, to all of our happiness and well-being. So what I do with my toddler, what I, well, now she's four, but what I've done with her is I give her choices of healthy or healthy. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm in the Dead Sea floating in the water. Go ahead and like and share and follow so we can keep in touch. So it's like she can either have 
you know, potatoes for dinner or rice for dinner. She can have avocados. Like, I don't make her eat everything. I, I let her choose, but I let her choose between healthy options, which is what I do for myself. I choose between healthy options for myself. So it starts with the grocery store. We just don't buy processed foods. We don't buy foods that have hydrogen and oils or sugars in them. We start with the, the shopping process by deciding ahead of time what's going to be in our house, what are the choices that we're going to have, and then we make decisions, we make food choices based on that way, our future goals basically, what we really want with the bigger picture is not in the moment. That said, one of the things I also believe in, because is never say never. So when it comes to eating healthy majority of the time, that's like the baseline. And then when we're out with people, when we're having parties, when things are offered, there are exceptions. It's okay to have things that are not ideal or not, you know, totally healthy. I personally, I don't really want them anymore. Like when people offer us s'mores when we go camping or when people offer us birthday cake, at this point in my health game, I just really don't want it. I just know how it makes me feel. I know the chemical taste in my mouth. I just don't really want it. My little one, we don't want to create a monster and create her rebelling and going after all, you know, high sugar, high hydrogen oils foods. So what we do is we let her have it. We let her have it when, when we're out and about, when we're with other people, when there's, you know, which is somewhere between once a week, sometimes a couple times a week, at least once a month, she's having something that's like not ideal. So changing the operation system, the way that we are in relationship with food, the way that we're making decisions, the way that we're thinking and feeling about food, changing that operation system makes it a lot easier to make healthy choices. So instead of using, I should make food, I have to eat healthy, I should eat better, like instead of using this type of thought process and way of thinking mindset around food instead of me using this mindset it's more like well how do I want to feel after this meal like when we use that question it makes it easier it changes the energy in which we're choosing our food which that energy is what feels hard or what feels easy now I will say that making any kind of change is hard so changing our food vocabulary changing the types of food that we're buying choosing the way that changing the way that we're cooking changing the way that we're shopping this is hard like our brain is wired for efficiency and easy it's our brain is wired to rinse and repeat do the same things that we've always done eat the same foods that we've always eaten eaten the same foods that our family family and friends ate when we were little or are eating now, like the, the path of least resistance is to keep doing what we're doing. So whatever it is in our life, when it comes to change, like that change does require this discomfort when our brain is like, let's just do what we've been doing. We know we've been surviving every day by what we've been eating. So let's just keep doing the same thing. And stepping into any category of change takes a little bit of energy. It takes a little bit of attention. It takes a little bit of effort. There, This part is, does feel not necessarily easy. It's uh, has like a uncomfortable cognitive dissonance. Like it, it also takes overcoming this primal brain part of our, the toddler that just says, I just want to do what I always have done. I just want to do what's normal. I want, just want to do what's easy. I just want to do what's familiar and comfortable. So Knowing this, knowing that our brain is wired for that and our neural pathways are set up to keep doing this one way, knowing that also helps make it easier, helps going through the process of change 
more normalized, more acceptable, you know, our brain is saying something's going wrong. I'm doing something new. We're in risky territory. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay that it feels a little uncomfortable. So having this inner dialogue with like kind of knowing what to expect, knowing that it's going to be a little uncomfortable, knowing that our, our toddler is going to want the high dopamine hit food right now, that's all totally normal. Now, I want to bring in the other piece. So that touches on like how food changes can actually be simple and how they don't have to be hard. And now the other piece that I really want to bring in is the fun piece. So a lot of people love to have fun with food and most people have fun with food that has that high dopamine hit, that sugar rush. My little one went camping with my with my brother this weekend and she ate a, mars a marshmallow and he said that her eyes like crossed. She was like, wow, this is amazing. Party in the brain, dopamine hit. So, you know, we like to have fun with food. We like to have fun with eating with our hands, burgers and wraps and sandwiches and popcorn. And, you know, we like to have these we like to have these uh, fun experiences. Sorry, I forgot to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Someone who I'm having a lunch date with. Okay, now, so let's, so we like to have fun with food. And most people think about eating healthy as not fun, right? We think of it restrictive, hard, boring, not tasty. And there's totally another way to have fun with food. Fun is an energy, just like hard. So fun, we can bring fun into any food. Part of what makes it fun to eat food is the flavor and the taste. So one of the really big ways to make food fun is make it actually taste good, which my partner is amazing at. He's really, really good at making vegetables taste incredible. And I have also, especially because I've had a little one who obviously wants to have fun with food and I want her to miss out and feel like food's boring. So we've been making a lot more fun treats of making homemade chocolate. We eat with our hands, which is really fun to eat with your hands, you know, like that, that hand to mouth that make it messy and fun. That's part of the making it fun and experimenting with recipes that don't have any hydrogenated oils or sugars or, you know, using really high quality ingredients with some like classically fun foods, like whether it's pancakes or scones or bread, like really using high quality ingredients and homemade, making it homemade has just raises the vibration, raises the quality of food, no matter what you make. Well, I guess unless you're using crappy ingredients, which is possible, but we're more likely to use better ingredients if we're buying them in the store. There's, I could say a whole nother episode on that one. But for now, we can make like the classic foods in a lot with better ingredients that makes it healthier. So there's ways to make food. Like one of the things that's really fun is like to eat wraps, right? So one of the ways that we love to make wraps is with nori rolls. So nori rolls are really healthy. It has lots of good nutrients for our body. And it's fun to wrap up food and put it in a burrito, put it in a nori roll and then eat it. It's fun to do that. So there's ways to really bring fun into the actual eating process. The other part about fun, and fun is so important because I so often watch my clients, like as we're talking about food changes, I watch like their energy drop and they start to get kind of sad and think about the foods they're gonna miss. And one of the really simple and yet highly effective ways to make food fun, or and really any change, is to just simply ask, how can I make this fun? Our brain is so good at solving problems. And if 
if a if a, if not having fun with food is a problem, which sometimes it is, then bringing in that how can I make this fun? Maybe it's go eat in an unusual place. Go eat, go eat outside in a picnic or in a park, or bring or or eat with your hands or get really good chips that have like you know really good ingredients and and like chips that crunch that that texture there are ways to or sprinkle blueberries one of our favorite things is to sprinkle blueberries in our food it makes it fun to eat those little like nuggets texture makes food fun so i really love to think about textures when i make salads are like one of my favorite foods to eat but i love to have a whole bunch of different textures i love to put like roasted seeds in there and my partner really loves to put blueberries in his salad and to have like sprouts and I really love dull seaweed and to have these kind of like these these flavorful fun textural foods that like really can be a lot of fun and I want to say the same thing again I want to say that asking yourself this question how can I make this fun because the other piece of this is that fun for one person is different fun for than another person. So it's really important to ask our own brain or I ask each individual client their their brain that question, how can you make this fun? How can I make this fun? And everybody has a little different answer. So fun is relative. Fun, so how can you make food changes fun for you? Or how can you make the food that you want to eat, the healthy food that you're wanting to bring into your life, how can you make it fun? And it's a really good question to even just leave open-ended in your brain and let your brain come up with answers. When we're, what, I'm going to go on a slight tangent here because I just think it's important. When we let our brains go unmanaged and we let our brains think what's wrong with me or what's wrong, like I'm not, you know, giving ourselves that open-ended negative question versus giving our brain an open-ended positive question. Like, how can I make this fun? How can I make this work for me? How can I... What do I want? When we bring in those open-ended positive questions, our brain goes to work finding the answer, just like it goes to work when it when we think, what's wrong with me? Well, this is wrong with me, and that's wrong with me, and I don't eat well enough, I don't exercise enough. You know, it's easy to come up with answers. Our brain is really good at that. So when we direct our brain to the questions that we are really useful, the questions and answers that are really useful for us, it makes things, it makes changes easier it makes them funner it gives us more energy to really go after what it is that we really want which we all in the end want to feel better like we don't want to go through the changes we don't want to you know figure it out we don't want to be in pain but we all want to feel better we all want more energy we all want better sleep we all want better skin we all want better digestion like everybody wants to feel healthy it's like baseline quality of life baseline foundation. And so this is a way to work towards those goals by really using our innate energy for us instead of against us. So please, if you're thinking I should or I have to drop that, it's going to backfire. It's not going to help you connect to what it is that you really want. Get yourself on board, understand these parts about your brain and ask yourself, how can you make it fun? And when we do this, food changes actually become well, I, I don't use this word lightly, magical. My clients keep, after about month three, they're all coming to me going, this feels magical. I can't believe that I don't want 
this food that I wanted to give up my whole life. I can't believe I don't want sugar anymore. I can't, I was at a party, there was cake and I didn't want any. And they're like looking at me like, what the heck happened? Like, how did this work? But when we change our internal decision process and when we get ourselves on board and when we're really connected to what we want, it's kind of magical. It's really, really cool. So that is my, but it's way, way more than two cents. Those are my, I don't know how many cents that is, 40 cents on how food changes do not have to be hard, that they can actually be quite simple and quite fun. So I hope that's it for today. And if you're wanting to make some food changes and you're wanting to do it in a simple and fun way, you know where to find me, head to my link in my bio. There's links around wherever you're seeing or watching this. And yeah, life is too short to not have fun. And food is too important to not make it more simple in our lives. So have a beautiful day. I'll see you soon. Thank you very much.